Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Gen X Moms Take on the Bachelor. I'm Lisa, here with my awesome co-host, Susan. Hi. And we are two friends and moms with a shared love of all things Bachelor and Bachelorette. We're excited for you to join us as we take a look at this week's Bachelor Nation headlines. This might be the most dramatic week yet across Bachelor Nation. Lots going on. And then we'll break down the deets on the latest episode with Michelle's final eight. They're still in her hometown of Minneapolis, and we got to meet some of Michelle's students who were tasked with planning her dates, including one where the kids asked Clayton if he ever farted in front of her. Very provocative. <laughs> By the way, Martin's had said some pretty awful things this week, which we'll cover, um, but he did speak the truth when he said there are two kinds of people who are the most honest, drunk people and children. This is a true statement. So Clayton was sent home, and Bachelor Nation fans seem to think Olu should have been the next Bachelor. Did Clayton ever grow on you, Susan? Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, he got better. I, I liked him, but he never really sparked anything for me. He just seems like a nice, generic, white, Midwestern guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. Well, he fills that. He sure does. All right. So let's talk about all of the Bachelor Nation drama this week, Susan. What did you see? Well, super sad news for Bachelor Nation. Tasha and Zach broke up. Aww. This was just a few days after we had heard they were taking a break. So I was kind of hopeful that they were actually taking a break and would maybe work things out. But a few days later, complete breakup. So it's really not a surprise, but it is sad. They seem like they were just in different places. She was kind of all over the place, really busy, hosting all these different things, traveling all over the country. And I feel like he was probably in his stable job doing his thing. So it's really sad. I can't say I'm shocked. Um, I know there was a lot of devastation across uh, <laughs> Bachelor Nation this week about that. Yes. Yeah. So that's that was the big news of the week. Um, Michelle was everywhere, by the way. Our Michelle, the Bachelorette. She was at the AMAs. There's a whirlwind press tour. Did you happen to catch any of this? Lisa? I didn't. I saw on social and then I saw, you know, the previews for Jimmy Kimmel. And so um, I did not, unfortunately, have time to go and watch everything. She looked gorgeous as always. So maybe I'll go back and check it out when I have a chance. That's the one thing we know. She looked, she, she was beautiful. Always. I'm sure. I want her stylist. All right. So another big thing that happened this week was uh, Katie, bachelorette from last season, um, had this 12 days of messy that she came up with and um, the guys were reacting to that. She, you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because we keep saying, I don't want to talk about Katie and Blake anymore. We're so <laughs> over them. But we did talk about a couple of weeks ago, there were all these clues that maybe she was dating John Hersey. I think there was a post from her about his dog and all of this stuff. So over the last few weeks, she did this Katie's 12 Days of Messy. So she basically took Taylor Swift's latest album, Red, which is re-releases of a number of the songs. And she basically assigned a different guy to every one of the songs. So the first one was We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, which by the way, I love that song. She dedicated <laughs> that to Blake. And then day four was I Knew You Were Trouble, dedicated to Thomas. And by the way, I think Becca unfollowed her because of that. I think I read that somewhere. And then the last one on the 12th day was begin again. And it showed this whole like montage video of her and John Hersey doing coupley things. So, you know, this caused a whole bunch of drama. I think they've been dating for longer than maybe. I think you're right. It seems. So did you see any of the interviews with Blake? I know he was on a podcast and he was making some comments. Did you see anything about that? I did not see much about Blake. I 
am traumatized because I heard he might be the next bachelorette F bachelor after Clayton. And I just see his name and get upset. They're like, I'm done. We're not enough <laughs> of you. Although that he did say um, on this one podcast that he was not going to be the next bachelor. So hopefully that's true. I feel like things change. Um, but his comments were about how right. he, cause she and John were good friends and he knew that. And I think he was in Africa and I think he felt like she was emotionally cheating on him for a while. And he feels stupid and foolish for trusting her. Um, you know, there were rumors swirling, but I think he did uh, trust her. He also said in this podcast that in their breakup post, they had asked people for privacy and kindness. Right. But his perspective was that she's doing the wrong things to get to that. You're not being private. You're out and loud and doing all this. He said he's done with being attached to the messiness. No pun intended. So well, good for him. This is I, you know, I don't really like Blake, but I do like that statement. Yeah, no, I agree. I think <clears throat> before he came out and said he's not going to be, if this is true, the next Bachelor, I was wondering if there was a chance that it was a setup for us to feel sorry for him. You know, like maybe see that. sympathy play. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I did feel sort of sympathetic to him. It did make, I, I like him a little more today than I did yesterday. But Would you want to see him as the next Bachelor? I, after feel, I feel like there's so many other better people available. Like who? Well, I really like Michael A. from Katie Season. Yeah, I think yeah. he's still in the running. I liked Greg. I feel, I mean, nobody, nobody's perfect, but I have a little more uh, vested in them and be a little more interested in them. I agree. I think both of them seem very ready for a real relationship, not to come on and be famous. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about Blake. We never really specifically talked about this, but Blake, who came on in the middle, he had to meet Katie. He had already been on Claire's season and Tasha's season. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Is he a fame whore? I don't know what I think about him, but I, I just, I don't, I don't like him. I thought that, like we talked before, I didn't think in a million years he was going to win Katie's season, but Katie just, you know, so many people were gone and who was left? He was the last guy around and right. he was breathing nail. <laughs> Not terrible to look at. I agree. I think he's a really good guy. I don't want to see him on here. I think Greg, to your point, and Michael A are actually ready to be in a relationship, whereas Blake's like off to Africa and doing all these things for work and he's dedicated, which is awesome, but I'm not sure if he's ready. Good point. He does not seem ready. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's fine, but I've had enough of him. Same. <laughs> um, okay. So moving on, um, if you remember Astrid and Kevin, they got together in Bachelor in Paradise a few years back and um, they have a baby. They just had a baby on November 20th, a boy. His name is August William and he goes by Augie. I think that's darling. I agree. That's so cute. Somebody that I work with has a son named August, and I think they call him Augie, too. Oh, it's an adorable name and an adorable kid. Happy oh, for them. Wishing them the best. Yes. Uh, a few milestones. Uh, Bachelor, The Bachelor, celebrated 200, their 200th episode. But more importantly, this is the first time that the final four are all people of color. I love that. Isn't that neat? And you know what's really cool? I barely even noticed that. Yeah. I just was looking at the guys and excited for the final four. I so that I didn't even think about it in that way. So it's really awesome. I agree. I read about it. And I think given all of the controversy, you know, over the last several years, you know, mm -hmm. with Matt James' season and, you know, Rachel Lindsay and all of the concerns around people. Chris color, Harrison. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so happy that they've come this far so quickly. And I'm super invested in all of these guys. I love every single one of them. Um, certainly some more than others in terms of the connection with her, but what a wonderful milestone for them to hit. For sure. Yeah. I love them all as well. Not all for her, but I love them all. 
So should we dig into this week's episode? Let's do it. So, so first of all, the very first thing we see is the guys sitting around and they're discussing um, all the tough choices that Michelle has ahead, sort of foreshadowing yes. what's about to happen. And then Michelle comes in with four kids, presumably from her class. I think they probably were from her class. I don't know. So I true. think they were. I'm pretty sure we saw some of them in like the premiere episode when she was in, they were interviewing some of her kids oh, and they were talking I didn't about Miss Young. That. I, I'm pretty sure I recognize. I was curious, Susan, from your perspective, how do you think they went about choosing the kids? Um, I don't know. They were smart and precocious and uh, had some cute comments. They were a great little group, I thought. They were. I was just wondering, did they reach out to the parents and they're like, okay, your kid has been chosen. And were all the parents like, yes, I'm super in. Or do you think anybody turned them down? I was just wondering if parents don't like to have their kids on TV. I mean, they were awesome. Every one of them. I mean, that Luke is to die. He's so Very cute. cute. Oh, great him. comments. Yeah. And Kelsey, they were all really great. I was just curious if maybe there was some selection process or these are her favorite students or they had to win a contest or yeah, what how they got that. That's a really that. good question. Well, when we have Michelle on one of these days we'll have to ask her that right um well these darling precious precocious children were able to plan all the dates for the week you know i was curious to see what they were going to plan <laughs> but they did a good job if I they really actually so. did plan so we can talk about the dates in a minute but first of all they got to meet the kids mm -hmm. the men got to meet the kids and um interestingly i forgot which girl but one of the girls did not like martin which i immediately loved that girl whoever she was they I thought they thought he was a show-off and Ahmed um, really liked Rodney. He thought he was funny, which we think Rodney is funny. Right. Well, I think the best part was that somebody, was it Ahmed? Somebody asked Rodney if he shaved his nipples. And Rodney was such a great sport about it. He was laughing. He's like, yeah, I kind of do sometimes. And then he and right. Ahmed made a secret handshake. Did right. you see that? Yes, that was really cute. And then the, the producer later asked Ahmed what was the secret handshake. And he said, it's a secret. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you. What I thought was funny about that uh, is Rodney has a couple of moves, right? One of them, he also has a secret handshake with Michelle. So I'm like, is that your jam? Like you go and impress people and like do your secret handshakes with them. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It's cute. Um, and then he also says those things like, I'm not the tallest or smartest or whatever. Like he has certain things that he seems to repeat, right? right which is right. adorable. But I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> It's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, well, interestingly, though, all the children loved Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course they did. They were trying to suddenly shove Clayton down our throats. But there was nothing really did not like about Clayton. He was cute. I agree. But I thought the funniest thing. So when he first he comes to build the fort. He's like, anybody mm -hmm. want to build a fort? I was wondering if the producer set that up because which kid does not love to build a fort? Um, and then they asked him a few questions, like whether they've kissed Michelle, whether he, you know, they want, he wants, he's ready to get married, how many kids they want. And then I think it was Luke was like, he has big muscles. He'd be really good at carrying groceries and built in like he had built the best fort he's ever seen. So is that the kid's view of masculinity? That's what you need in a good husband. Someone who can carry in your groceries, right. I guess. Um, yeah, that was that was really cute. I thought it was interesting. And Clayton said this, that he felt that he suddenly needed to impress them. And he I don't know if he came up with the idea of the fort, but he thought, you know, what am I what am I going to do to have them notice me? So he's really trying. Hard. Oh, he's definitely trying. And you could see based on some of the comments he made throughout the date that he feels like he always needs to impress people. Like he's been spending so much time trying to impress people and like right. doesn't know if he can be himself and all of this. He actually said he needs to stop comparing himself to the others and just be me. 
Um, now he's totally open and vulnerable and he wants to make things work out with Michelle. Like he, maybe he learned something from that last group date where they were all standing around and not you know, interacting with Michelle because now he's really making a concerted effort to put himself out there, show himself. Yeah, he needs to, because he was one of the only ones that hadn't had a one-on-one -on -one date. Before we get to that, um, I thought a couple of other funny comments were, uh, someone said, Nate seems like a good guy because he's tall and can probably play basketball. I'm like, oh, well, they clearly haven't seen that episode where he couldn't <laughs> play basketball. And Olu is kind-hearted and makes you feel warm inside like hot chocolate or a chocolate chip cookie. They, they were very perceptive, because these agree. are all things we think about them as well. I agree. It was, cute. It was yeah. really cute. And I think to your point about Martin, yeah, they said he was a show off. He started talking about things that were too mature, like, oh, we went on this intimate and romantic date and we, you know, we're seeing the stars. And they were like, ugh, like they could see right through it to your point earlier. And they said he smelled like too much cologne, oh, yeah, <laughs> which doesn't that. surprise me because I know you always comment on his looks. Which we both are. We forgot to. Out by. We didn't know about his smell. I know exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness there's no 4D on the TV. So yeah, gross. no, he was not very appropriate when he was talking to the kids, and I did think that once again Martin doesn't know how to talk to people, right, at all. Period. And as we will see as the season, as the episode goes on, he he really says some horrible things. And in fact, I'm having trouble even talking about him in this moment of that experience with the kids because I can't get it out of my head how awful he was later. Yes, we will definitely get to that. So first things first, the children pick Clayton for the one-on-one. -on -one. Of course. So, um, I was laughing because they show Michelle standing outside some building. I, I guess it's a hotel or something. And Clayton is coming out for the one-on-one. -on -one. And I was thinking to myself, she's so lucky that, you know, like, I wonder if she's thinking to herself, please don't be Martin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because she didn't know. She I mean, unless know. they planted it, but she didn't know. When he comes, she's standing with a limo. And the best part is um, when he walks out there, she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she was like, this is good. I was like, okay, did you not want this date to be She him? was acting like she didn't know. So. Yeah, it was. I was a little suspicious with that. So they get into the limo and there's pizza and like a tray with cookies and candy and all of that stuff. On that. Right. So the cute. kids, it did seem like the kids were making some plans for the for them. Yeah. Then they went to a museum. Um, after hours, they got to like some sort of nature museum. Yeah. Uh, they got to walk around and catch fake butterflies. Wait, so before we get into that, when they pulled up, did you hear him go, I love museums because you can learn something. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's so profound, Clayton. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. <laughs> but that was cute. Yeah, they played tag. They did the dinosaur flapping game or whatever that was. It was cute. And the it mating call. Yes. Then they went to the planetarium. And um, it looked like a fun night that a kid might enjoy. I thought it was great. I agree. I was thinking about, like, if your kid had to do a mating call, would oh. it be dance moves? What would it be? Some, what would it be? Some sports chant or something. The Bears song, Chicago right. Bears, Bear Down. Right, exactly. That would be amazing. Yeah, the butterfly game I thought was cute. They had a couple of things like the superpowers. So this goes back to his insecurities because he's like, I would want to fly. And she's like, I would like to be a healer. I'd like to heal. He's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, there you go again. Like, you're a giver <laughs> and I'm not, which I thought was kind of funny. Best character trade. He said, you know, she said he's strong and... She said she would do anything for her friends and family. Again, she's a giver. Yes, so, she really is. Made him feel bad. Um, 
But so this was really our first time seeing Clayton for long periods of time. Yeah. And like I said, before he was talking about um, how he was putting himself out there and being vulnerable. And on this date, he started saying how when he when he started out the journey, he was worried how others viewed him. And then he realized he was going to miss out on so much. So he decided he needed to put himself out there. So he's taken some kind of journey throughout this uh, season, although I don't think we really saw it. But Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, must, he must have had a personal journey, but he, yeah, he did say that he, you know, had a good grasp or she had a good grasp on herself coming in. Uh, whereas he said he didn't, he didn't want to look stupid or embarrass himself. Right. One of the things I agree, I think he probably has come a long way. I think he's a really good guy. Again, I wish I didn't know that he was supposed to be the next bachelor because if then we were surprised, I would have been like, okay, well, I thought it was supposed to be somebody else, but he seems like a really good person. Whereas now we have such high expectations of him right. that it's sort of painful. The one thing from this date that I just wanted to point out that I thought was so cute was in the planetarium when they said it was all the kids got to narrate the um, their like exploration through space. And they said, hi, Miss Young and future Mr. Young. <laughs> Wasn't that the cutest? That was really cute. I actually think the kids did think of that. They that did. seemed like a true kid statement. That yeah. was darling. And this planet has rings like the one the future Mr. Young will give you soon. The future Mr. So Young. So cute. I was sort of surprised, though, as I was watching the date. I thought, oh, they're really getting along. This is the first time I've seen them together. Well, that's a cute match. I guess she'll be going to his hometown. And then just as quickly as I thought that, she said something that made me realize she was not that into him. There was, She said, he checks all the boxes, but there's something missing. Yeah. I'm like, dum, dum, dum. Right. That's One of those, you're really good on paper, but right. in reality. And actually, I think she feels like, you know, she's a fan of him, like as a person. Like it's right. nothing. And I think she made that, that really nice. clear. There's nothing wrong with him. He is enough. He's not missing anything. But it's just that he, maybe he's not right for her. So I appreciated her going above and beyond because she could probably tell right. his insecurities and all of that. And uh, she didn't let it fester for long. That was, that was quickly. He was escorted home. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I was sad. I was sad for him. He was bummed, you know, he was vulnerable he was. and he opened up, you know, but he said, you know, opening up also can get him hurt. He wanted to go back uh, into a shell to protect himself. I thought he had a really nice comment when she said, what she was looking for and or something and he wasn't really it and he said i'm sorry i couldn't be that for you yeah like oh you're a nice guy all right <laughs> he is a nice guy i think i mean i definitely i've i've liked him more than you have and i think most of bachelor nation because <laughs> i don't think a lot of people have really loved him so the other thing i thought was really cute was he does his limo ride out and mm -hmm. then they cut to him with the kids came to give him some letters what did you think of that well, first of all, it was very surprising. I had never seen uh, anyone be kicked off and shown past the limo ride. So I don't know if this was like we were saying, maybe it was filmed later or I don't know when that was actually filmed or where he was. But normally when the limo comes and takes you, don't you think that you just leave right away? Yeah, usually you're like just gone. You're packed and they take you straight to the airport. So I don't really know where he was. But that was my first thing was, wow, they're giving him extra time. They really like him as The Bachelor and they want him to grow on us or something like that. Yeah, you do wonder if they did go back and maybe film it later on when they knew. Because I actually... At first, I thought the moment was cute. Like the letters from the kids, I'm sad Miss Young didn't choose you. You're right. good at making forts and you have big muscles. When you get married, can I come 
with my sister, which I thought was really cute. And then the other letter, uh, which I think was from Kelsey, that was Luke, I think. And Kelsey said, you know, that she was sad because he would have been a great husband for Miss Young and said, I'm, I hope you aren't too sad when you go home. You'll probably meet somebody else, fall in love and have lots of kids and be a great dad. Please don't be too sad. Okay. I was I like, oh my God, the sweetest kids ever. And he was crying. It was a very sweet moment. Um, it was yeah. very cute. It was very sweet. If we didn't know he was going to be the bachelor, I could have conceivably thought to myself, Maybe he should be the bachelor. Right. But because I already knew it and that was so distracting to me, it was just annoying. <laughs> yeah. It was the letters were really cute. If they actually wrote them, they were very precious and cute. It was desperation, I think, a little bit by the producers to build him up. So he had me that whole date through the letters until I felt like I was watching a really bad soap opera monologue <laughs> at the end where he was like, I want to find love so bad. I'll do anything to get it. It just looked really rehearsed. Like he either needs some acting lessons or maybe stick with his current job. Cause I, he really <laughs> had me until that. I just, I was at someone's house and they had general hospital on like a week ago. I hadn't watched it in God knows how many years. And I used to love the show, but I just was staring at them with their terrible acting. Sorry, general hospital people. <laughs> Still love you, Luke and Laura and Anna and whoever. Um, but I that's that's what it looked like to me in that moment, just very contrived. So I was like, ah, oh, you had me till that. Oh wow. I agree. Completely agree. And Michelle really did like him. She said he's a wonderful person. He yeah. just wasn't her person. Well, he'll be someone else's person in you know a we month. We'll come back to him before we know it. <laughs> exactly. So that was that. Next was a group date. Yeah. Um, and everyone was sitting around um, talking about how they all wanted to not be on the group date because they would be the one-on-one. -on -one. And they were so emotional. I know. Brandon was getting super paranoid. I was getting right. worried about him. Right. So they call the names and it's everyone, Nate, Joe, Rodney, Martin, Alu, and Rick, everyone but Brandon. And the really important thing that stands out for me is they did a little confessional with Olu and he started crying. I was really sad for him because he, he really wants one too. He's a good, I love Olu. Like, I think he's one of my favorites. I'm not sure if I see a romantic connection with them. Like it seems more friends, but I just really like him. The more I see of him on the show, the more I want of him just because he's such a good guy. He seems like such a good guy. And we know that she trusts him and likes him. There'll be more about him later, but yeah. yeah. So that made me really sad that he was not the the one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So they go on this date, and I don't know what you thought of this date, Lisa, but to me, <laughs> love is like, messy. Love is messy. Yes. Card. Quite the generic um, bachelor or bachelorette date. They go to a farm, and they milk a cow. They feed milk to calves. They churn butter. They shovel manure. Is there anything else to discuss? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of it was funny. Like Rodney looked like he was going to puke, but he was like, you know, right. when they had to uh, milk the cows, but a great sport. He's like, I switched to almond and oat milk. Right. Um, I love how he was talking to the cows. He's like, almost there. Eye contact, baby. <laughs> like, good for you. That was cute. He's awesome. And on the flip side, you could completely tell that Martin hated every second of it. And Michelle could tell that too. Oh yeah. He wanted nothing to do with touching an udder. So I was thinking like, is that a sign of something? He's definitely not a giver. He's a full on oh, taker. So one of many yeah, issues exactly. we don't like about Martin, but, but you know, you're on this group date. It's getting down to the wire. Just fake it for a little while. I agree. It's not the worst thing. I don't know. Do you think he was feeling too confident in that moment? Or do you think he just, he wears it all out on his sleeve? I 
don't think, well, I think probably both. He wears it all out on his sleeve. That's a good way of describing it. And I think that he thinks a lot of himself and, you know, Michelle would be a fool not to select him. So he didn't care what he said. Yeah, that's probably true. So, you know what? Yeah, I'm so not a fan of him. We can talk more about that in a minute. Um, I did love some of the comments like Joe, Joe knows how to handle teats. Oh, <laughs> yeah, said. that was hilarious. He was good. Well, Joe knew how to do everything. Joe was excelling at the whole date. He was, was kind of sweet. He was a calf favorite. He turned butter like a champ. Uh, which I thought was yes. awesome. <laughs> well, it's funny because he um, later said to Michelle that his grandparents owned a dairy farm. So we're like, oh, it all makes sense now. But he's a nurturing kind of guy. For sure. Um, then we move on to the cocktail party later that night. And um, Michelle says something um, kind of fortuitous. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, he tells the guys, she tells the guys, if there's something I need to know, you need to tell me. Oh, Which, I missed that. Mm -hmm. She encouraged them to come to her with anything she might need to know. So the next thing we see, I think it was the next thing, was Olu. Well, I guess she saw a few guys. But then she sees Olu, and he uh, tells her that he thinks, well, we see some scenes with the guys, and he's listening to Martin go on and on and on. And he decides to be the one to tell Michelle that um, Martin is two-faced. Well, he was two-faced. So he was, was saying he was saying that, you know, Michelle's saying many things that make him question what she stands for. He says there's things from her past that she still hasn't worked through, and that's very immature. And then yes. you cut to Martin kissing her, and he's saying that he wants her to go to his hometown and meet his friends and family because friends say a lot about you. And then she asked him what his friends might think is his biggest downfall or flaw. I was like, ooh, good question. And he responds, he's brutally honest, blunt, direct. Sometimes there's miscommunication. So he's taking a dig at her from last week. Right. And then um, said she's an amazing woman, thoughtful, generous, handle yourself like a woman. What does that even mean? I don't know. That like, what sentence, does that mean to that him? That sentence bothered me. But then to your point, he was you know, saying all these things to the guys. And so yeah, Olu goes and says he wants to be honest, not to benefit himself. And he had some concerns about Martin and told her exactly what happened. Sometimes that gets you into trouble, but I'm glad he did. You know, it's interesting. I did think that because sometimes someone will go to her and then next thing you know, she's kind of turned on them. You're a tattletale or whatever. Yeah. But she trusts Olu and he just had a good way of explaining it or something. But yeah, when, when I don't know if you exactly said this, but when Martin is talking to the guys and he says there was this miscommunication and she got very defensive, I yeah. thought, you know, he just he can't take any responsibility for that conversation going badly. He's still going back to that conversation and saying, she did this wrong. She did that. Yeah. wrong. This is showing me that she's immature. I mean, just every time he opened his mouth, I liked him less. And less. It was awful. Um, I want to finish this and then we'll get back to some of the other conversations, but it was interesting how she, so she talks to Olu and then she wants to get the deal with Martin. And so she goes and gets the group date Rose. So Martin <laughs> in his head's probably like, sweet. Like right. I'm, I'm right. in. So she pulls him aside and you know, he denied. So she basically called mm -hmm. him out for being two faced or saying one thing to me and another totally different thing to the guys. He denied that he said she was being immature. He told her that he like, literally when she called he him lied. out, he was like, he I don't even know where that came from. What are you talking about? He said like, do you want me to tell you what I said? Am I allowed? I was like, what is that? Like, what kind of Miami girls are you dealing with? Or why are you such a jerk? And he said he had said something about insecurities. 
you know, versus uh, immaturity. Like I think he, he said immature, but he's not admitting it. Wouldn't let her talk, but yet said he respects her. So the whole conversation to your point is how he thinks she should feel and how she misread it. And then he cuts her off at every single step. At work, we have this really great training about active listening. And there's the premises, there's three types of listening. There's listening to win, like you want to be right. There's listening to fix. So this is problem solving. Oh, you have an issue. I tried this, right? Why don't you try that? Uh, and then listening to learn, where you have to really put yourself in somebody else's shoes to really understand their perspective, how they see it. Now, not how they think you see it. Right? It's all important. This so, would all be news to Martin. I know. He wasn't so, listening at all. <laughs> I was totally thinking about that because that's the thing. He was like yeah. thinking he understood what she meant, but it was really his view well, of he's it. he's completely clueless. Completely. Truly. That, that sentence, you handled yourself like a woman. He thought that was a compliment. Yeah, Where, what does that mean made my skin crawl. Yeah. Well, I think he's alluding to these high maintenance women in Miami that he doesn't like. And you're above that. But it just, I don't know. It sounded crass. I agree. He's just condescending and manipulative. And I was glad she called him out, man. She was great. Like he hasn't been honest. You haven't been listening about why I've been hurting. My red flags are up. My walls are up. I don't trust you. I was really happy. He wasn't listening to her and he wasn't actually listening to her at that moment. She couldn't get a word in. He was talking over her. He was uh, cutting her off. He just evaded ownership to anything he had said. Ugh. <laughs> right. Well, the most interesting thing was, you know, he responds, I hope you find your soulmate or whatever. And then yeah. he gets in the car. In the car. Things go downhill for me. Yeah. Cause, and she said, you know, she's been so open and had been so vulnerable with him. For him to turn around and stop on, stomp on it and consider it a character flaw right. is painful. Anyway, he just had his own, he had his own agenda. And he wanted her to understand she had made a mistake and he wouldn't even care to give her a shot. I could not believe he said that, Susan. Well, that was oh, yeah. a horrible sentence. However, overshadowed by a woman like that doesn't deserve my time. Right? And I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, what do you think he meant like a woman like that? What does that mean? She wasn't, I don't think she was doing what he wanted her to do or am I getting that mixed up I don't know like a woman like that what somebody who doesn't take my orders or kowtow to me or kiss like he clearly is a taker right he yes. clearly doesn't want to give anything except when it's convenient for him I don't know he doesn't know the difference between being an asshole and being honest like he thinks being brutally honest you know, is, is like when he's an asshole, he thinks it's being brutally honest is okay. Like right. that's, it's well, that's a character issue. And yeah. I just talk bluntly and that's how I am. Right. And accept, accept me for that. I just, I can't with him. So I am so glad that he's gone. I was really appalled with all that. It'll be interesting to see if he goes on paradise oh, or like, I don't even want him there. Cause I'm sure they'll put him there cause he's a villain and whatever, but he doesn't want a relationship. What kind of, maybe he would be with Demi. Like who would he be with? Well, there's villains and then there's villains. And I think a good villain is someone that you kind of hate, but yet root for in some way. I mean, Demi is a perfect example. Yeah. We didn't like her, but well, we kind of liked her. And she she's might funny. be a fine girlfriend. She might she be a fine girlfriend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's just an asshole. He is. I don't want to see him on paradise. I think his true colors were very apparent and he would not be a good match for yeah i agree i'm really curious what his mom thought or his parents thought seriously watching him or does even, he regret it yeah even himself watching it did he regret what he said i wonder 
I mean, in so. a way, you almost, I mean, I'm sitting here latching on to what he said in the limo, and it was horrible. But in a way, that isn't as bad because he's just been rejected, and he feels bad, and he's sort of lashing out. Like, you can, you've, we've seen people in limos say, you know, kind of not great things. Okay, so he's been rejected or whatever. So maybe let's... Maybe. It was pretty It was pretty horrific, however. But he just had a litany of horrible things that he said. I agree. I think he just... He's so full of himself and thought... You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his view is of her. She's like the best person on earth and super open and like has been on a journey and owns it and is direct and honest. So as a direct and honest person, so to speak, he should appreciate it. I agree. So, all right. I do want to back up though because there were a couple of other things in this date um, that I thought were interesting. So one is Nate. Um, he was talking about his family and his dad's rules. And yes. the first rule or the main rule he talked about is that um, don't ever talk to him about girls. So he's never brought anybody home. He's never wanted to, and Nate's never wanted to introduce anybody to his dad, but feels like it would be easy for Michelle because he's falling for her. She said she feels strongly about him and tumbling down a hill so fast for him as well. Can we just talk about this for a second? So first of all, I'm dying to know if when my kids date someone, I'm like, tell me everything you can. I mean, they won't tell me anything really, but how could you as a parent not want to know anything about what your kids are doing or who they're dating? I mean, it's one thing to have your kids not tell you stuff. And it's another thing to say, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, I was like, what? I don't know. Okay. I, I would can't imagine. I can't imagine that. I'm curious if his dad, because he's going to go to hometowns. Mm -hmm. So will his dad own that? There were some things in the preview that I'm like, well, maybe that is true. Um, but will he own it? Or do you think he'll be open to it? I'm curious, because not only are you talking about a girl and bringing a girl home, but you're doing it on national television. And so if like, that's your rule. How are you managing through that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, maybe he just said, I don't want to hear about it. You're 14. And it's just puppy love. And I don't have time for that. And Nate just continued that philosophy for 14 more years. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. But maybe. I don't know. That was kind of yeah, strange. Yeah, there was not much else from the date. I mean, she had some nice chats with Joe, you know, found out that his grandparents own the dairy farm. And that ties back to why he's such a family man. I really just, I love him. He's just a nice, wholesome, good dude, Joe. He really is. You know who else is really nice and good is Rick. Yes, Rick. Rick says, the time spent with you is very natural. And I do think that's true. I mean, I could see them as good friends. Yes. Because Rick is a really nice guy. And I think he genuinely was here for the right reasons. And he just worshipped Michelle. Yeah. I didn't think there was much of a spark between them. Agreed. And she eventually saw that. But yeah, uh, he was sweet. How do you think he'd be as a bachelor? I think he might be okay. I mean, I definitely feel like I know him better. <laughs> You're than really selling it, Susan. <laughs> He'd be fine, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Boring. What about you? Boring. I don't know. I've been thinking about that because, you know, obviously we know it's Clayton, but there's another Bachelor announcement coming soon. So we don't yeah. know who it is. I don't think it's going to be Rick. I think Rick and Tasha should get together because she was, <laughs> you know, listening to him on a Bachelor Happy Hour. She was like, oh, "You live in LA? You do?" <laughs> she just kept asking him questions. I'm like, "Oh, they could be kind of cute together." And lo and behold, she's coincidentally available. Right? How about that? Something I mean, else we don't know. I could see Rick. I don't know if I could see him being the Bachelor, but I could definitely see him on Paradise. Yeah, he's um, a good dude. I just, I think right. everybody seems to like him. You know, yes. the guys, the girls, everybody. Yeah, I thought the group date rose. rose. 
goes to Nate. Yeah, goes to Nate. Um, and Olu gen looked genuinely happy for him. He was kind of nodding. And I think he was proud of himself and felt like she was grateful to him for doing what he did. So exactly. exactly. He cute. had to be satisfied with Martin going home. Oh, my God. I mean, as we all were. As we all were. Thank you, Olu. Thank you. For sure. Exactly. Because she wouldn't have known. All right. So next up, Brandon gets to go on his one-on-one -on -one date. And have you ever seen anyone on a date more <laughs> enthusiastic than Brandon? He was so stoked. He kept saying that. And then I think he had said, pardon my French. I'm so stoked. He still seems like a child. I think he's a wonderful <laughs> guy. But I'm like looking at him. He just, she does seem more youthful when she's with him. But he really <laughs> is like a child. Yes. Well, remember back in the first, uh, our very first episode, we didn't really like him very much. We thought he just seemed so young. Yeah. Has your impression, has your impression of him changed or so, improved? Yes and no. My impression of him is good. Like, I actually really like him. He seems like a really good guy, really cares about her, generous, sweet, thoughtful, caring. Like, he's got all of the qualities he just, they still seem like they're a decade apart maturity wise. I just can't, it's, it's, it's very distracting for me because I do really like him, but I don't know if I see them long-term. <laughs> no. Well, so their date took, uh, they did a lot of young things. <laughs> of course I, guess, they did. I guess the children had planned this. They went to get ice cream. They went to her childhood home. They took some swim trunks from the dad that Brendan got, um, Brandon got to wear. Okay, wait, can we stop for one yes. second? How would you feel? Well, I guess we're getting too far ahead of the date, but how would you feel if you came home, let's say you had a pool and a hot tub and you came home and one of your sons was in the hot tub with a girl and she had on one of your bathing suits? Well, <laughs> I'd, yeah, that would be weird. I'd say, why didn't you just call me? <laughs> I mean, first of all, they're going through her drawers, your drawers. Right. Secondly, like, how would they know where they would be? I don't know. There's so many, like, there's things that I would wear of people's, but that's like wearing underwear. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. That's like, oh, true. Do you have an extra bra I could borrow? Like, I'm just not <laughs> sure. I happen to know where my moms are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, the whole date was kind of, okay. So they go back to the house and then they acted like they were, you know, 15 and they go to sit in the hot tub and they're kissing. And let me just say, Brandon is kissing her nonstop this non entire state, this entire date. Yeah. So they're kissing, kissing, kissing. And then the parents come home and, oh, you're like, I mean, were you surprised to see the parents coming home? No. Are you? <laughs> well, no. And then the parents are surprised. I'm thinking, did you not see the production crew that followed you from <laughs> right. your car through the house? <laughs> It was all so silly. I thought that was funny. The funniest part, maybe not the funniest part, but one of the things I liked about this date is so they pull up to the house, they're making out, they walk in the door and they go to look at all of the pictures and mm -hmm. the childhood memories. And the first thing he said on the first picture was, I can't believe how straight your teeth are. <laughs> like, what? Do they are look they, different now? They, like, of all the things you're in someone's childhood home, like, memories abound and you say that her teeth are straight i was like I come on that. man that was pretty funny <laughs> that was really funny you know and then he said he said some nice things right he appreciated getting to see her history she's walking me through her heart 
And then he said something when they were in the bedroom. He's like, I rolled up to you on the bed the first oh, yeah. day and now I'm sitting on yours. That was cute. Like, I like you. I'm like, you were literally in high school. Well, and then when they get caught, caught, I'm yeah. using quotes, caught in the hot tub. And he was so surprised. His face. <laughs> he looked like he was 15. He and he was, oh my God. I mean, he was all nervous about meeting his parents. I was thinking, what if, let's put someone else in that situation. Just imagine um, Nate was okay. on that date. Would he have had that same boyish surprise or would he have been like, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, that's a good question because I could maybe see Nate, but maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think who wouldn't be super awkward. Joe, because he's so chill. Oh, yeah. Joe would have yeah. been like, hey, we were waiting for you. Yeah, I don't know. But Brandon is just so young. That's the problem. I he's can't get over it, as you can tell. Um, but okay. we think he's super young and goofy, but Michelle loves him. She loves him. And actually, the her parents loved him, too. I yes. thought it was interesting. So... You know, he was saying that he hopes they accept him for who he is because he wants to spend the rest of her his days with their daughter. Right. right. It was very awkward silence at first. And then the mom, I think it was the mom, asked what he likes about Michelle. And he just had really nice, like all that whole conversation became it was really weird at first, but really became so nice. Like everything was. he was saying are the things you would want to hear as a parent, I thought. Right. And yeah. I was surprised to hear what they were gonna say because I mean, obviously it's edited. How much, how much time did they really have with each other? You know, he said, can I get your blessing? And they're like, yeah. I mean, yeah. If that's what she, she chooses you. I'd be like, well, maybe we should like eat a meal together. <laughs> well, he did tee it up a little bit. Right. Um, well, he the did. funny thing he I did. thought is um, they asked her, when did you know Brandon was special? And her response was at the second cocktail party, I could tell how much he trusts me. I thought that was a really odd answer. Like, you're not really saying anything about him. You're only saying something about how he feels about you. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of weird. Yes. I, I, cause there's something a little off about their entire relationship. To I me. think I agree. I think he likes her way more than she likes him. Correct. Correct. Wasn't he, he the one that he said he's falling in love with her? Yeah. And she said, I could see myself falling in love with you. Yeah. They definitely seem like they're slightly on different paths. But she's dating three other guys, so, or at this point, seven other guys. So Right. I mean, she certainly looks at Nate and Joe very differently than the way that she looks at him. But the parents seem to think that he, like, they love the way that she looked at him. I was like, right. yeah, but you're not seeing how she looks at the other one. So again, like, I don't totally see it. And she said she can see a future with him in Minnesota. And I was like, I don't see him moving to Minnesota. I'm sorry. What I don't, would he I do don't see that working out at all. But yeah. what do I know? So they're at dinner later, by the way. And <laughs> he tells her this story about how his grandfather was his best friend. Yeah. His grandfather had passed away. And he really had wanted the grandfather to meet his wife. I don't know about you. I know that they're falling in love or whatever. But that just seemed a little like he actually felt like she was going to be his wife i felt like that was like a step ahead maybe if that was me having that conversation and i was you know if i was listening to that i'd be like whoa take a step back well it depends if you felt him. the same way then you love that that's like the thing oh that you goodness. want to hear and if you don't you're like whoa <laughs> You're getting a little ahead of things because then his mom gave him that bracelet for yep. her, for him to give to Michelle if she is the one. And if she wears it, they'll know that he gave her the same love that his parents gave him. 
Um, and then she said it was the most meaningful gift she's received. He makes her feel really special. And that's when he tells her he's falling in love with her. And she said that her heart's going a million miles an hour. I actually got a little butterfly in my stomach. Like this was a cute moment, I thought, because um, she said she's seen all the sides of him, the vulnerable side, the family man side, the hopeless romantic and fight for you want for what you want sides. Uh, and he makes sure that she knows that she's always on his mind. So, you know, the things that she said and he said, or I guess more, yeah, like seemed like the right thing, but I didn't feel it from her the way you feel it from him. Right. Like she said, I, po I, I said this already, he possibly I could fall in love with Brandon, which seems not as enthusiastic as she is towards. I totally agree. She did say that. She said, I know how hard he loves and it's not something you come by often. And it's very possible I can fall in love with Brandon tonight was the start of that. So I just think. Like we said, I think he's way out ahead of her. She gave him a rose. Yeah, she did. She likes him. I still think Joe's the best fit, but what do we know? <laughs> I diverge. Yeah. I was thinking of a story about his grandfather passing away, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this isn't even the top 10 of sad things we've heard on I know, which is crazy. season. Oh, my gosh, so sad. Yeah. All right, so that's the end of that date, and we move into the rose ceremony, and Tasha and Caitlin come out and announce that Michelle knows what she's doing and there's not going to be a cocktail party attached to the rose ceremony, which was kind of a bummer because they had just been focused on Olu saying, oh, I have to talk to her. Yeah. And a couple of the other guys couldn't wait to talk to her because they really didn't get a lot of time. But she already she already knew what she was going to do. Yeah, her mind was made up, which I, I get it. I felt bad for the guys, but yeah, it wouldn't have been a good use of time. And Olu, so they line up for the um for the rose ceremony. And did you notice Olu? Did, did he stand out to you? How could you not notice Olu that like red and white striped get up going on? I was like, what is happening here? I mean, listen, good for him for being bold. It was bold. You it couldn't miss him. Bold. But for some reason, Michelle was able to overlook him. <laughs> or not. She sent him home, right? Well, that's true. So um, was the outfit. Nate and Brandon already had uh, roses and she gave two more roses away to Joe. No surprise. But then the last rose went to Rodney. Were you surprised with that? Um, yes and no. Like, I really like Rodney. I think they have a good connection. But I don't know that Rick or Olu had a better romantic connection with her than Rodney. I feel like Olu definitely seemed more like a friend. Rick's sort of like a friend. So I'd say of the three, Rodney is probably right. By the way, I think it's so funny. They She gives Joe a rose. And then, like, Caitlin and Tasha walk in to be like, this is the final rose tonight. I'm like, why do you need to do that? When you right, you're just two here. Roses up, like, right. you when there's two roses, you don't need to say Yeah, that. but I agree. I, di I didn't know which direction she would go, but if you have to, you know, look at three of them, then maybe I get oh, I knew. Key. I really didn't think it was going to be Olu, not just because of the jacket, but he had not, <laughs> had, he had not had a one-on-one -on -one, and they didn't really have that much time. And the last conversation they had was him that I saw was him talking about Martin being two-faced. So she likes him. She appreciates him. She thought he was trustworthy, but I never saw much going on with him. So it really, to me, was between Rodney and Rick. I kind of thought it was going to be Rick because Rodney, I don't know. I like Rodney, though. Either one. It could have been either one. I thought she was going to go with Rick. They seemed like they had had more one-on-one -on -one time recently but yeah i can't really picture her with rodney or rick so it didn't really matter it, right exactly it's sort of a coin toss rick looked really devastated i felt so bad oh, for him rick felt, but both of them had such nice words for her before they left i don't yeah. remember in other seasons 
everyone being so eloquent and sweet. Uh, I think they love her. Like she's do. a really good person. I think she's they grown do. with them, helped them grow. Like it's just such a warm relationship all around with all of these guys. You know, there's no weird awkwardness like some of the other bachelorettes True. and guys, frankly. Olu said, not hearing my name was a shot in my heart. Aww. And then he cried. I was very sad about that. And Rick just said, it's painful. And they, but they both had really nice words for Michelle before they left. So awesome. I like both of them. I, I would be okay with either one of them being the bachelor instead of Clayton. <laughs> I know I would too. So unfortunately Clayton's already filming or been filmed. So right, maybe right. one of them will be the next one, or maybe they'll pull somebody from Katie season. Who knows? So next week next we have a lot, week. lot coming up next week. Um, so four dates, Rodney, Brandon, Joe, and Nate, they showed the tiniest little clip of each of them. Um, in the preview for next week. Yeah. All four of them seem to be kissing her. So we do see that. Yeah. Um, but not much with Brandon, not much with Joe. Joe, well, Joe, Joe they takes to her to prom. prom. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they're still doing that high school thing they with just, Joe. <laughs> totally. They just did that on Bachelor in Paradise. Didn't they have an 80s prom? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he did see her high school in her locker. So well, that's played, true. this prom seems like it goes with that. Um, I think it was Rodney's dad that says, I don't think I've ever seen you this happy. Which, I was trying to figure out whose dad was who. That could be because someone's dad said he isn't there yet. Well, we don't, he doesn't know, want to hurt we don't himself know who that or is. Her, right? I was thinking that could have been Nate. So you might be right, right about Rodney's dad. I think the dad who said he's not there yet is Brandon, Joe, or Nate's dad. I don't know which one. And then there was a mom tearing up when she said she was thinking of her son being heartbroken. And that I could mean, be anybody's mom. By the way, that would be. I would oh, be so hurt. It's seriously. like you see your son totally like googly eyed in love with someone. They're dating three other people and then they get dumped. That would be really hard as a mom, yeah. even though, you know, it's part of the show. Like, I don't know. It's hard. I'm sure at any time. And when you set yourself in, up to be in a situation like this, where you're just very likely going to have your heart broken. It's sad, and I don't know. Now that I think about it, I don't think I want any of my boys to be on this show. I know. It's just making me sad. I don't know. Unless they can maybe be The Bachelor, but I can't imagine our kids doing that. But you never know. Never know what life will bring, my friend. All right. So thanks, it. everybody, for listening. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. Happy Thanksgiving, or if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and join us again for the final four hometown date recap next week.